Hey, welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 107. Tonight we play Who's That Band? We handle some theme songs and review the latest from Stabbing Westward. If you like what you see and hear tonight, subscribe and leave us a comment. Feel free to share this with your friends. Tonight's episode is brought to you by 4411 Creative Agency. Good folks, 4411 provide custom marketing and flawless execution. Creative is their middle name. Head over to 4411creative.com to find out more. Special thanks to our sponsor, the Kokomo Lantern, a journalistic endeavor focused upon the simple principles of illuminating the good and eliminating the shadows in our local community. Head over to kokomolantern.substack.com to sign up for all of that content. You're going to want to make sure you do that. I'm your host, Foggy, and joining me tonight is JPP. Easy listening sounds for the hard of hearing. It's JPP. Greetings. And there he is. Yeah, playing with toys. That was funky. Yeah, I've been uh, watching a bunch of the stuff you've been posting recently on Instagram. Yeah. Super funky. Yeah, like Instagram, TikTok, all that. Knock, knock. Synth waving up. That's right. You know who's not synth waving? Um, my rest of my family for sure, but I give up. Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. Oh, hurt my neck. Welcome to that one. <laughs> I don't. I don't synth wave. I organic wave. <laughs> Queens wave. Oh, I hate you both. Isn't that a band from the eighties? <clears throat> oh wait. <laughs> Queens wave. Yeah. They were much better than Queensryche. Hey, Those Monday. hacks. Yeah. Knock, knock. I'm going to regret this. Who's there? I eat mop. No. <laughs> no. Your son fell for it yesterday. That he did. Fun. That's, yes. I, that <laughs> happened right in front of me, so I'm not doing it. Uh, Hard pass. Uh, mm, so, anyway, if you want to giggle like a third grader, do that to somebody. <laughs> Just I so you know, Paul, I would have played along. Oh, Steve, <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Europe. You're a poo. No, I'm not a poo. You're a poo. <laughs> all right, I gotta go now. Yeah, all right. What this has been a fun show, show, y'all. Turned into. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's our listener doing out there? <laughs> Shout out to Andy. Are you there? Leave a Andy better be here tonight because Andy is playing along with the Justice League, so I'm excited. Nice. Or so he says. We'll find out. <laughs> I even got brighter today for him, too. So now I'm, I've got this thermonuclear lamp beaming at me. So by the end of the show, I'll be seeing spots and probably tripping down the hallway. And yeah, that's nothing out of the ordinary. I just need life alert now. <clears throat> I'll be honest. It didn't bother me before when you were in the dark. But this looks much better. I like well, it. thank you. Yeah. So, and, and I will tell you that all of the, the boxes back there with little sticky notes on them, they're going to be taken care of soon. As soon as my daughter gets into into gear and we get that on the cricket, start putting some labels on there. Nice. Put some logos on there. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to show you this one. I don't think you know how many layers this is. My good friend Braden, I don't know if Braden's watching right now, but he did You Go Girl. Oh, that's Ecstatics. awesome. Do you know how many yeah. layers that is where he printed off the uh, the vinyl and then put those on there? meticulously it's That's like incredible. each color a layer yeah 
Yeah. So it's like you have blue to do, you and can... then the black and then the yellow and then the, her hair. Yeah. So every pe single piece of that is a, is a piece of vinyl that is over the other ones, um, including all the little black on the blue. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, the work that he did on it was really impressive. So that's awesome. It looks great too. Braden Hodson should do that for a living. He is amazing. <laughs> All right. Somebody's been down. I don't know who that is. Somebody called it the vault, but according to my children, it's the principal's office. So that's what we're going with. <laughs> are you guys ready for yeah. who's that band? Lester, Lester Bang style? We are. We are. We are. Well, I'm going to tell you, tonight is about Monday. We're doing one of his favorite bands. And... I think he's really going to dig this. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Here is the review of sorts. With the release of its ninth album, can't tell you the name of it, this band may finally have wriggled free once and for all from the expectation that it will save modern music. That's likely fine with the band members who never wore the mantle of rock gods lightly. We might not all agree, if we ever did, that it's the most important band in the world. But what their ninth record makes clear is that this band has built in its 30 years an audience that will ponder its smallest gestures. Think of the greatest rock bands of all time. Legends like Led Zeppelin or the Beatles or even the Velvet Underground and the Sex Pistols. Now think of how completely drained those bands were after maybe 10 years or less of making music. It's a common progression for any artist. You simply run out of things to say or run out of new, uh, new ways to say it. Or in some cases, the center can't hold, the band implodes, and whatever creative magic held it together quickly evaporates in the ether. Any ideas yet? I may have no. One. There's really no clues in that bit, except for building up how amazing this band is. Yeah. Listening to this new album by this group, it's easy to think there's no logical explanation for how a band 30 years deep into its career could continue to make music pulsing with such life that still delivers wave after wave of sonic adventure and leads the mind into kaleidoscopic worlds but never underestimate the power of acute loss and grief to move twitchy hands to make great art. Any ideas yet? Well, I'm hung up on the ninth album 30 years into their career. So that's somebody who doesn't, wasn't cranking out the albums like one or two a year back <laughs> like they did in the seventies and eighties. So mm -hmm. true. Uh, I have one idea. Okay, so <laughs> that's the creative, confounding, warping technology to fit its needs side of this band I know and love. Okay, so this band's sonic boundary pushing is debatable on the new record. I'm glad to see the band stayed characteristically weird in the spectacle of its release. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So, you know, at first I was thinking legendary status 30 years nine albums it was almost getting into like death magnetic realm for me at that point. they're very current mm -hmm. very popular oh hmm. i think some of the keys here are characteristically weird yeah the way it releases things kaleidoscopic that's mm -hmm. got to be tool 
Nope. The difference was... between this band and Tool is Tool is good. <laughs> well, then it's not the other one I was thinking of either, because I was kind of thinking Smashing Pumpkins. Well. <clears throat> yeah, that's not a bad guess. I, they, because of the way they changed and pushed right. boundaries, for good or for bad, whatever you yeah. might think about. Plus, that. they're not... They didn't crank out a whole bunch of albums real quick, and they've mm-hmm. been around for about that long. So, yep. Uh, are there current events that led you to give this Lester Banks? Nope. Okay. Other than Monday. Okay. This uh, might be Monday's favorite band of all time. The Thrax? No, I can't. I'm like you said, they're not not good so now like i just thought romstein but i'm like no, i know you don't hate them you love romstein i wouldn't do that i do i know you do hmm. you don't love this band oh yeah. okay I, I t- at first i thought <laughs> this might be the most hated band on I the planet the sarcasm oh the whole thing was sarcastic got it the most hated band on the planet what by you And it's not Fiona Apple. Wow. Okay. So that throws me into like there's a couple of different guesses here. Mm-hmm. You're saying they're still they're very popular. So mm-hmm. five finger death punch? Nope. Five flavored fruit punch. You gotta remember the kaleidoscopic part of it. The <laughs> yeah, the wave after wave of sonic adventure. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on this one. Any last guess, Paul? Man, I'm completely stumped. Excuse me. <clears throat> I have no are, idea. Are you ready? I'm ready. Radiohead. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, is there a more hated band by you than Radiohead? Um, I, I don't hate them. I don't think they're terrible. I just don't. I think they're very overrated. Very overrated. I remember I brought Kid A over to your house, um, back at your first house, actually, and we were listening to a bit of it and, I don't know, messing with a board game or something, and one of the songs came in with a bunch of, like, screaming saxophones, and you're like, okay, I'm done with this shit. Turn it off. (laughs) Kid A, they were still good. No, that doesn't sound like me at all. (laughs) I, I just thought it was interesting. Think of the greatest bands of all time, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you're really comparing them to Zeppelin and the Beatles? I mean, no. talk about hyperbole. I can't. I don't know what it is, man. I just, I can't with them. I can't do it. I loved them in the beginning, and then they just went off the rails, and it's just, it's yeah. hard to listen to anymore for me. There are elements I enjoy. I definitely enjoy watching some of the behind the scenes <clears throat> and the creative process of things, mm-hmm. but uh, to sit down and listening to, to listen to an entire album is very tough for me these days. The yeah. early stuff I can certainly hang with more. But I would, was thinking maybe it's because we're getting old, but so are they. Yeah. Shouldn't they yeah. be following along right. with our curmudgeonly ways? <laughs> but I guess I kind of feel the same way about Pearl Jam, really. You know, I kind of fell off the wagon early on. Yeah, but a lot of people did after the third record, which is interesting because uh, Mr. El Ray himself, Joe Rife, picked up after the third record and fell in love with him for a totally different reason, which is right. interesting. It happens. Band. Any band that lasts it's... a long time, every <laughs> album's got. Like that's somebody's first album, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it starts. Oh yeah. An interesting demographic at their shows. Yeah. You know, all the different eras in in one location. All right. Well, next week 
Monday, you can get even because you have the challenge. I'm going to find something that shits all over Rush. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I did it after a band you hated. <laughs> you said revenge. That's, I mean, you know. Hey, we're looking for a new person on the show next week. Uh, <laughs> somebody wants to do a challenge. All right. Well, that was fun. So the real fun now begins. And it is my challenge from last week, which is to choose a five-member Justice League team. has to be DC. Um, somebody came up and started talking about Marvel characters. No, you can't do that. has to be, we have to be consistent. has to be DC, but could be any character. And then you have to assign an actual theme song. So sadly, Superman cannot be John Williams. Bummer. Because <laughs> that would be the perfect one for it. So I think we should do this one by one. I don't okay. think we should just go all five. I think we should like go round one round. And I guess, yeah, I think mm -hmm. round robin. I think all of us probably have one person okay. the same. Perhaps. So, and I will I, keep track at home. I, I am a DC noob. You know, like there's a couple of characters. I know, of course, the iconic ones from Justice League and such. So um, <clears throat> I did a little ancillary research and uh, put a list together. And you guys will probably laugh at it because I'm coming at this completely naive and as a total noob. So we'll see how fun this is. Well, okay. No, that's fine. Like it could be anybody. It's it, the only stipulation was really five, any five characters you want that are DC. Yep. If they're DC, you're all mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And I, I will say I did exactly what Steve said we didn't need to do. Like, I'm like, okay, who's the leader? Who's the, this person? Who's this person? Like, that's what I did. Cause that's just how my mind works. So. Got it. <clears throat> I started off that way. Yeah. Kind of went that route. So what we'll do is we'll start with JPP. Go to Monday. Go to me. You guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Who is your friend? If you have Superman on the team, let's just do that one first. Okay. Well, that just always seems like the most logical choice. Well, I'm going to break the rules because I don't really have Superman. But I right. am interested. Uh, <clears throat> put an asterisk at the end of that when I said that. But anyway, I'm going to see if there's an overlap with Monday because my first choice was Lobo. Okay. And uh, theme song Great. was Of Wolf and Man. Nice. <laughs> he would probably approve of that choice. Mm -hmm. um, I did. I did Thank not you. pick him. Uh, that's that's a good choice. I mean, he fits into a couple of different slots. That's your your intergalactic character. He's you know kind of a heavy hitter. It's all good. And actually, he was not terribly long ago he was on a justice league team that was led by batman so and batman was the, like the only person that could keep him in check so that was fun woo ha lobo is in check yeah that's cool i remember you loved lobo in junior high you had a bunch i do of yeah and, yep and who doesn't yeah. love lobo yeah i read a few zarnians yeah it's pretty cool all right money who you got who's first well, I'll start off with my leader, and I don't think this will shock anybody who knows the characters I like. I'm going to go with Nightwing. Uh, Mr. Dick Grayson, the first Robin sidekick of Batman, grew up to become Nightwing. And when he first became Nightwing, his suit had like a big collar thing that popped way up. Mm -hmm. and it, which would later become to known as his disco suit. That was the <laughs> disco era Nightwing. But uh, so for that reason, 
I want him in that suit. And when he bursts onto the scene, you're going to hear staying alive. <laughs> nice. You should be fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. At first I was, I went with night fever because he's night wing, but I, I staying alive makes more sense. I think, uh, that song would get a bigger pop. Plus, I mean, that's all he's doing is trying to stay alive. So, Survival yeah. at its finest. By the way, I'm putting all of this into an article tomorrow. I'm going to post it. Nice. So everybody can read these later. Um, so <clears throat> I thought in a similar way. I was going to put Damien on the team because I love that character. But I feel like he really goes more with the kid character. So I did not go with him. Um, I'm going to throw Great. mine out there for- Go he's ahead. a great tactician, but he's a bit of a hothead. Correct. Oh, yeah, because Lobo is not a hothead. <laughs> well, I mean, that's your muscle. You can point yeah. him at something. I mean, you know. Lobo yeah. smash. So, <laughs> so anyway, I did pick Superman, mainly because I love Superman. What a great mm-hmm. character. And um, are you ready for this? This song? I chose the song Superman by R.E.M. Because he can do anything. And he knows everything because he works for the Daily Planet. So it fits. (laughs) Nice. I was going to go with something big and exciting like Eye of the Tiger or whatever, you know, like (laughs) exuberant kind of thing. But (laughs) Superman was what made me like R.E.M. in the first place. So there was a nostalgic beat there. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Who is your second member of your Justice League team? After much research, I went with (laughs) Dr. Fate. Yeah. All right. Love Magic it. Man by heart. He, nice. He can switch teams, right? He doesn't have to be on JSA. He can cross over. I love it. I go. like the song choice. That's a good one. It is. What was the song choice? Magic Man by heart. Love it. Yep. You know, I figured if there's a film, you know, Lobo would definitely bring the, the heavy and he can kind of bring some nostalgia into the into the mix with the tune. Kind Dr. Of Fate's it. a great <clears throat> character. It's mm-hmm. He's been, you know spun off several different ways over the years and he's the character's actually been several different people under the the helmet of naboo but uh yeah that's very cool i'm a big fan of dr fate and i love the song choice i'm a huge fan of heart i grew up listening to them with my dad and man the wilson sisters doesn't get much better than that no and you know what my daughter's favorite song of all time is What's that? Barracuda. Yes. That's a great song. <laughs> she wants to learn it on guitar. So, Very cool. Yeah. Goals. And, and I am excited to see what Pierce Brosnan does. Yes. Day. Yeah. That's going to be cool. So, all right, Monday, what's your second uh, member? Okay. Uh, I got a little lag there, so sorry if I'm off here. but uh, You're always off. I went with uh, Green, Green Lantern, John Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, for a lot of people, um, a little younger than us, uh, that, that is their green lantern because they grew up watching mm-hmm. him on the justice league cartoon Yep, and he's a fantastic character. Um, this is the one I struggled with finding a theme song for, and I finally settled on, I think John Stewart is, he's got to be a fan of like old school, funk mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gotta be so i went with the james brown song the boss that uh, if you have not heard it go listen to it it is amazing it, it is the perfect like 
walking down the street. I'm a badass type of songs. I, nice. I paid the cost to be the boss. <laughs> so good. Sweet. Yes. Well, I, I picked a Green Lantern too. Nice. Um, and I was going to do that next time, but I'm going to do it right now just so we can get our oh. Green Lanterns out of the way. Yeah. Plus he, he covers the, uh, the intergalactic angle. So mm -hmm. there you go. Nice. <clears throat> Yeah, um, and I yeah I got to have that angle as well. Even though Superman kind of does that as well, but I picked um, Green Lantern Kyle Rayner. He's nice. by far my favorite. The cool thing about him is he was the ring did not choose him. He was not chosen because mm -hmm. of his great will. He was given the ring by Ganthet, and he is an artist. So I picked the song "Cool Thing" because he's super cool by Sonic Youth, and there's another reason. It says something in the song about what you're, what are you going to do for women? And if you don't know, in issue 54, Kyle Rayner finds his girlfriend cut up oh. in his refrigerator. And that yeah. started the whole women in refrigerator movement of how women were treated in comics yes. or in entertainment in general. Wow. So um, I kind of thought that was a cool connection as well. And he just is a cool character. So cool thing, Sonic Youth. Yeah, that whole girlfriend in the fridge thing is so messed up. That's, uh, yeah, that was what, that was Major Force, right, that did that? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm going to put this up here. My son's so dumb. Are you ready? <laughs> you want to tell nice. him? The answer is no. <laughs> well, I suppose if you pick Dr. Manhattan one time, then he can do he whatever replicate. he wants. So. <laughs> That's kind of cheating if Dr. Manhattan is one of your characters. <laughs> he can do anything. All right. Number three. Who you got? Number, number three. Uh, I will say that I kind of started to sleep on this character when I saw that a movie was coming out. But then we sat down and watched it during lockdown when it was on streaming and absolutely loved it and looking forward to the sequel. Shazam. Nice. Mm -hmm. And I went with Slam by Onyx. <laughs> Just because That's he's great. such a, you know, wild character. I think he needs a, a, a loud and, you mm -hmm. know, hopping theme song like that for sure. That's a that's a classic from our heyday. You know, and, and maybe we spruce it up and somewhere in, later on in the film he gets the Biohazard remix. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Fun, fun. Dr. Page. Okay. So you're... Uh... I'm liking your team, JPP. Yeah, cool. Shazam's that's cool. It's kind of a little bit of magic, a little bit of a heavy hitter. So, yeah, <laughs> my son just walked in. So sorry about the distraction. Oh, you're all right. But uh, he, uh, yeah, I that actually I love that movie. I think thought it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, what's his name? Zachary. What's his, his last name? I know you're talking. I can't I think can't of his remember. name right yeah. now. Yeah, he's awesome though, and yeah, he, he was he, perfect for that. And, Zachary yeah. Levi. Yes, that's it. There you go. Yep. And that's a record. Yeah, it's a fun character. He's been on several Justice League teams, so very cool. All right, Monday. Who's your second? Uh, this will be my third. We're doing third. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, this is my magic user and. Uh, I had to go with Zatanna. Um, I've always, you know, always thought she was really cool. And, um, you know, I, I can't lie as a 
as a kid, you know, the fishnets that they, they work. I mean, you know, um, but she's, uh, I think people underestimate Zatanna a little bit when they think about her. So I, but, uh, you know, I think she's a total badass with the magic. There's actually in the, uh, Batman urban legends book that's out now, like the anthology book they're doing. They're kind of, they're in the middle of a Batman and Zatanna story that's running through like six of the issues. It's very, very cool. Um, but, uh, for her theme song, I went with, there's a singer. I don't know if you're familiar with her name is Dorothy. She's kind of a hard rock metal chick. And, uh, she has a really, really cool song called raise hell. That's, uh, it's got, it's got a bit of a Southern rock, almost uh, country rock feel, but, uh, the lyrics kind of, it's not, it's not really about like, Oh, you know, go drink and party and raise hell. It's uh, it's more, it's a little more literal. So it kind of fits the magic angle. Nice. You say it's Very called cool. boys hell? Raise hell. Raise hell. Yeah, you kind of cut there for a second. Okay, cool. Well, guess who I also chose? I was going to do that one last, but I chose Zatanna as well. Nice. Because um, it's just a great character. And of course, yeah, you do need um, the magic. And so I chose, in more of a uh, whimsical kind of way, I suppose, or something a little lighter, every little thing she does is magic. By the <laughs> nice. Love it. Yeah. So. Two different looks at the same character, if you will. That's cool. <laughs> I almost went with Black Magic Woman. By same time. I did, too. But I thought that was too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had the same. And after I already did Superman, I was like, okay, I can't do this twice. I can get away with it once. Um, All right. And that is the first time we've crossed over on a character, which is insane that we've done nine characters so far. Yeah. And only two have been the same. Love it. All right. Let's see if we can continue. Paul, what do you got for your fourth? I crossed over with Indiana Man, and I chose Doc Manhattan. Nice. And uh, his theme song would be New York Minute by Don Henley. (laughs) (laughs) Great. That's awesome. I've seen what he could do in uh, Watchmen, um, you know, glowing junk and all. I I thought he needed a nice mellow tune to kind of, you know, (laughs) soothe the transition into things a little better. And, uh, you know. That would make that... That song would make a great montage as he's like, it, actually, it would probably fit the, uh, it would be not chronologically correct or, you know, mm. but uh, that would fit that scene where he's in Vietnam and he's giant walking through and just like zapping this, and zapping that <laughs> right. here in a New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's good. man. <laughs> this was fun. What can I say? all right Monday. what you got number four well it's time for my heavy hitter had to bring in a little muscle we had to bring in big barda oh my gosh love it i love her i love that character she's so like she's just a badass and she's super strong and seeing her with you know her husband mr miracle there you know she's so much bigger than him it's so funny 
and uh, she's just great. Uh, her backstory's cool, you know, with the female furies on Apocalypse and all that. And I, she's just, she's awesome. She could, she's definitely, definitely the muscle. Cool. So for her song, I, I thought about a couple different ones, but I finally settled on this one uh, just because I like the song and I think it's kind of cool. It's a, it's from Kesha actually. This is the song woman and i the lyrics of that song are they're funny and they're kind of you know they're big you know middle finger like i don't i don't need a man and all that kind of stuff so it's it's great i think it works for barda woman. what are some of the lyrics uh actually i probably shouldn't say them she drops a lot of mfers and all kinds <laughs> of stuff and so there are children present <laughs> Big Barda. What a great choice. Yeah, I just looked her up. I wasn't familiar with her. She looks pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you can't ever go around with that whole group of characters. So amazing. All right. Well, I'm going for my fourth one. This was going to be my number two, but the world's greatest detective. Any guesses? Sherlock Holmes. The world's nope. greatest detective? Yeah, in DC. I mean, that's. That's Batman. Incorrect. Or, it, is the, or, it is. Oh, you're going to say uh, fair play? <laughs> no, I was going to say the, Detective Chimp, which I think you started it, to say. <laughs> it is the correct answer. Detective <laughs> Chimp. Hat and everything. Um, he is absolutely amazing. Bobo is what he goes by, but that's not even his real name because it's incomprehensible. But he hangs out at the Oblivion Bar most of the time. Yep. And his song is Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so that definitely works with the, the bar connection. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's been in the Justice League Dark for the last several, mm -hmm. several years. So that's cool. Yeah, he was so good in um, the Infinite Crisis days when they did the whole thing with the Spectre. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just fantastic there. And then they did Shadow Pack that kind of tumbled out of that. And he was a member of that group. So yeah, fantastic. I don't, character. do you know why they always have him connected with the magic characters? I mean, is it, was he, his whole thing, <clears throat> was he like given the intelligence and all that through magic or he was found in a circus, like, um, by this guy. And he was taught how to speak and all that. I don't know how he got powered up and all that. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. He always, well, but that's more recent thing too. That happened in okay. the the Infinite Crisis, which was what oh eight, oh nine. Okay, I didn't know it was all that recent. I'm so yeah. I'm really not familiar with the character before that. So yeah, I think that's when it got more recent notoriety. So great character though. All right, we're gonna round out our teams now with number five, JPP. Who you got? It's time for for me to play the asterisk card. You said at the beginning we played Superman. Go ahead and say it. I didn't want to. I uh, I wanted to go with Lobo, but <clears throat> I uh, actually did a little reading and thought, well, this is interesting. I uh, jumped like eight hundred and fifty-three centuries into the future and picked Superman Prime. Okay. Yeah. So, not knowing much about it, uh, I read into it and it looks like 
you know, the powers are all there. He has super breath, which is cool. And I'm eating mints right now, so I have super <laughs> breath as well. So that kind of stuck out to me. That was one of those things where I got four done, and I was like, oh, shoot, I need another. And I will admit it was a little arbitrary, but I went with it. Uh, House of Gold by 21 Pilots was the uh, was the pick. Okay. I figured, given that, you know, he's of the future, and 21 Pilots is a contemporary band with modern production and kind of lends to some of that technological sci-fi kind of sound i thought maybe that would be a good aesthetic do they say what world he's from or what earth he's from uh let me look and see if i can find anything on that i just wonder if he's connected to superboy prime who was you know punched his way out from crisis on infinite earths and all that kind of stuff origins Hmm. it i'm i'll have to look into it because uh This is a heavy read, but uh, <laughs> anyway, <in the> day, <laughs> it, it sounds like he was Kal-El in the future or something. So, Well, all right. Yeah. Not totally familiar, so I'll take your word for we, it. We'll allow it. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Judges? Allowed. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, Monday, who you got? Well, rounding out my lineup, uh, I had to go with the tech guy, so I had to go with uh, Mr. Terrific. Fair play. He is uh, super, you know, super intelligent and got all the cool gadgets. And, uh, you know, he's also a billionaire technology magnate. So, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. Plus, he wears a jacket that says fair play all over it. You can't go wrong. Yeah, he's got so, a big T on his face. Yeah, pretty awesome. it's pretty cool. And it looks hey, cool yeah. somehow. It really does, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you just said, hey, the guy wears a T on his face, you'd be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> no, it looks good. His name again? Mr. Terrific. Terrific. Okay. I was like, Mr. Fantastic. Wait a minute. We there are two one. versions. There's like a Golden Age version, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, he's whatever. He's kind of lame looking. But the newer version is, uh, I can't remember his name. It's Michael something. Holt. 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 Yes. Yeah, I see it here. That's the one that I like. Yeah, it looks cool. <clears throat> So, and his song, uh, I picture him like going crazy in his lab, trying to come up with something to save the world. And in the background, you hear the Daft Punk song, Technologic. Very nice. Cool. It's a great song. And I, it would, I, it would be perfect for that kind of scene, you know, some montage of him working in the lab with that bouncing in the background. Love it. Yeah. I, uh, I was like, I said Mr. Fantastic, and I was like, wait, that's Mr. Wonderful. I was thinking wrestling, but yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> not It's not Paul Orndorff, no. No, that is not. But, uh, <laughs> Mr. No, Wonderful cool. from Shark Tank? Kevin O'Leary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All roads lead back. This is very true. And, uh, you know, one guy I was thinking of well after the fact, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head, it's uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character from The Watchmen. Mm. Oh, the comedian? Oh, the comedian, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that would have been cool, too. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready for my final pick? No. No, go ahead. All right, I'm leaving then. I'm out. <laughs> you changed your mind? I'm good now? Yep, you're good. All right. Oh, wait, I got to do my taxes. Hold on. <laughs> you going to chop some onions over there? <laughs> Doing your taxes? It's, no kidding. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Because I'm going to read the intro, and then I'm going to leave the last word 
for Monday. You ready? <laughs> you okay. will get this guaranteed. 100%. This is guaranteed. Change, change, O form of man. Free the prince forever damned. Free the might from fleshy mire. Boil the blood in the heart for fire. Gone, gone, O form of man. And rise the demon. Etrigan. Bam! So Etrigan is my last pick. Nice. That's love cool. That character. Yeah. And his theme song is Welcome to the Terror Dome by Public Enemy. Very cool. Because it yeah. also rhymes. Because you got to rhyme if you are Etrigan, because that's the best part of the character is that he rhymes everything. So <laughs> we don't want any Jason Blood. We just want Etrigan all the time. That's great. Yeah, I know you love that character, and I, I do too. I like it when he pops up here and there. I, I find if I have to read him too much, it gets a little old <laughs> with the rhyming. But. And it's got to be there. Like some writers do it really well, yes. and then some are just like too quick, quickie rhyme that it gets kind of annoying. Yeah. But the ones that like, change the meter a little bit and work with it more, I think, do a better job. But yeah, um, yeah, fun character. So. I don't know if my team really makes sense, but I decided to go off form. <laughs> I don't care. So. That was fun. It was a good time. Perhaps in three weeks we'll be doing the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. Foreshadowing there. <laughs> Could be. I had another idea for uh, uh, for a comic one, so I may bring that one up next time since we're going to be sort of taking a foray into comics coming up. Cool. Groovy. So, all right. Well, that uh, next week, Mr. <laughs> Mundy has the challenge. Do you have the challenge to issue tonight, or are you going to be I doing can. that over the... All right, let's do it. So, this week, uh, we are talking about the new album from Stabbing Westward, which, uh, you know, they were... Um, staples of the 90s industrial scene, uh, which... Uh, you know, Paul and I back in the day, like we were all about that because you had all the electronic bleeps and bloops plus the heavy guitars. I mean, it's like the best of all worlds, you know. So we're big industrial fans. Um, what I want you guys to do is I kind of I was debating on whether or not to put the 90s stipulation on it. I don't think I will. I think that's a little too, too narrowing. So pick any three industrial songs that you absolutely love. They cannot be from Nine Inch Nails, Ministry, or Stabbing Westward. Easy. So no, no Nine Inch Nails, no Ministry, no Stabbing Westward. Any other three industrial songs that you love? You suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three songs. Interesting. Paul, I'll play it. Yeah. Oh, the, the thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find it. It's been a minute. Right, <laughs> I can hear somebody squeaking in the background. Challenge accepted. There we go. Had to pre-cue it. Sorry. <laughs> yes, and um, T-Bags will be here next week for sure. And so he'll like that challenge. Except for the fact that he'll cheat and somehow throw Nine Inch Nails in there. 
somehow. I'm sure he, he, he might be able to get around Nine Inch Nails, but it'll be some other band that Trent Reznor's like on mm-hmm. the track or something. Yeah I, yeah, I know exactly which one that is, too. <laughs> it's going to happen. Okay, well, this week we did, you mentioned Stabbing Westward, and we did review that record this week. It's called Chasing Ghost. And um, there's the album cover. Beautiful, Beautiful. album cool cover. Art. Artwork is amazing. And uh, the album's not too shabby as well. Mundy, this was your choice. You really dig this band. So, uh, intro. Yeah, I mean, like I said last week when we said we were going to do this, uh, they've just they've always been one of my favorites ever since the first time I heard them. Um, Christopher Hall is still one of my favorite vocalists. Um, I just, I love the emotion Mm -hmm. that he is able to get through in his vocals. Um, and you know, this is like, this is their first full length album since 2001. Uh, there are like three songs on here that were on an EP from last year. I think it was last year. might've even been 2020, but, um, so you know, it's not all brand new stuff, but the three that they included here, they did rework. Mm-hmm. So they are very different from the EP versions. So now, Crawl was on the EP as well, right? And then also on the Dreaming. So it's like the third iteration. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Dreaming, for people that don't know, that was uh, Christopher Hall's band after <clears throat> Stabbing Westward broke up for a while. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I know we're going to hit some highlights tonight, but I do want to start off with I Am Nothing because we do talk about the album opener. Mm-hmm. And um, for any failings I see in the record, I think this is the perfect album opener. I think it does exactly what it needs to do. And it was it was hard. It was catchy. Um, I thought it brought us in. And it really did set the tone for the whole record um, with the nature of the failed relationships and the struggles that he's going through. So... I could not have picked a better song to start this record. I think it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And uh, that, that synth noise that starts off the song is Mm -hmm. very, very cool. I love stuff like that, especially like on a cold open like that, like that noise just hits you and grabs your attention. And then that song just kind of melts into a really solid groove. It's very, very cool opener. That it is. Guitars are Paul huge on this. Um, the synths are also very huge and full in your face, which, you know, in the 90s, we had a different uh, production capability, <clears throat> I guess is the best way to say it. We had um, the beginning of the digital recording realms, and people were still getting the feel for it. And, of course, you know, our uh, low-end systems have improved and all that good stuff. So this this album just really punches for the lack of a better word yeah i think that's one big difference that goes through all of this stuff now because i mean as a whole it this the the material is not terribly different from what they've always done but that production Mm -hmm. value is up so much with the modern techniques and technology yeah I will say, listening in my car a number of times, um, and then listening with headphones on, it could not be a more different experience 
Yeah. Um, the nuance and everything that's going on in these songs really stands out in the headphones. And I know that's the case with every song that you're going to listen to. But there are some records you can listen to in your car, you can listen you know, out loud in your room with headphones. Mm-hmm. And, and the difference isn't that stark. But it is a stark difference when you listen with headphones on. I think, yeah, it I th- makes it I all think, the difference. Sorry, uh, no. I think uh, when you're dealing with electronic music and that, you know, that kind of thing, it's that's a very prominent difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are right. So, what were some highlights uh, for you guys? What songs really stood out um, as the highlights from the record? Go ahead, Paul. Uh, <clears throat> I would say I wrote down my my three bangers. Uh, Control Z was my absolute fave. Mm-hmm. I really loved the guitars the, and the synth pairing in that. Cold was a good vibe and a good groove as well. Um, and I really liked Push. Push kind of reminded me of the Cure a bit. It had the kind of the thick rever- reverberated clean guitars and stuff. And yep. uh, that was just a nice little ride as well. Those are my top three. Yeah, we overlapped on a couple there. Um, Cold, I really dig. That was one that they pulled from the Dead and Gone EP. Um, Mm -hmm. And they, like I said, they did rework it. I actually like the version on the Dead and Gone EP better. But, I mean, this still stands out as one of my favorites on this album. So, I mean, that's, uh, I guess that's a sign of just good songwriting. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, uh, Ghost, I really liked. Uh, I love the the synth melody that they create and then the layers that come and go on top of that. Uh, really cool, slow grooves. And man, the guitars in Ghost are just giant. They're so big and lush and yep. so, so good. My absolute favorite song on this one was Push. I it's it's really long and i i still left me wanting more like it's just uh the baseline is incredible uh it's very kind of ethereal kind of you know ghost-like feel like we're you know chasing Mm -hmm. ghosts so and uh the vocals on push are i think his best performance on this album right on so I'm kind of with you, uh, all of you on this one. Control Z, I think maybe was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely dug that one quite a bit. Ghost um, seemed like it could be a hit, you know, in a lot of ways. I think it hits all the marks of radio friendly songs. And um, I think that one definitely works. And I'm trying to, to think back. I wish I would have written this down right afterwards, but I was chainsawing and cutting up wood that fell in my yard after this windstorm. <laughs> I think it was Push, but I, I the song opens. And I got this Hosea feeling. And then it morphed into The Cure. Hmm. Am I off base on that one? It was just weird. I don't know. There was something about the singing, the way he, the vocals worked that reminded me of Hosea. And then it was the bass and the guitar work together that reminded me of The Cure. I can see that. Might be. I don't know. Um, and then my final real thought about the record and i said i am nothing sets the tone and monday you, you kind of texted about this earlier every single song is desperate love seeking there's it's... a breakup there's it, if this it was almost like a teenager's journal out of control 
That's um, what, yeah, that's what stabbing westward is. Yeah. You actually said exactly what I wrote down earlier. It's failed relationships. Every song mm-hmm. is either failed relationships or self-loathing. Like this is all my fault, you know. <laughs> it's 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 that's what it all is. And that it's amazing that he that's still where his head is at. But I mean, if it ain't broke, you know, I mm-hmm. I still love it. I love I love stabbing westward. So back in the day, I was you know like a little emo long hair metalhead dude, all up in my feelings all the time, you know, and it just hit at the perfect time. And I've always loved them. And apparently, mm-hmm. that's where Christopher Hall still is. So. I'll take it. And he's married with two kids. That's what I was like. This seems kind of odd. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like Slayer writing about, you know, serial killers and <laughs> and such. You know, when, when you have something that works, why, why uh, repair it? Find that pocket and sit there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard to write, like, genuine songs if you don't feel... That's why I like bands as they age and progress, people get mad. Why don't you make the record you made when you first started? Well, yeah. I'm not the same person I was when I first started. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. poor and strung out on drugs and angry. <laughs> and now I'm rich and I, you know, absolutely agree with that. On. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely agree with that. That's one thing that always pissed me off about Metallica mm-hmm. fans like mm-hmm. Oh, I just want Master of Puppets. I'm like, well, you can go listen to Master of Puppets. Meanwhile, these guys are now 40, 50, almost 60 years old. It's not 1986 anymore. So take the ride or get off the bus, you know? Yep. It happens with all of our bands, you know? All slip yeah. Well, not all, but a lot of them want, I want Iowa. No, that was the most destructive record-making experience for those guys. Why would they ever want to go back and do that again? Right. You know? Yeah. So, and there's a lot of Rush fans who haven't listened since Moving Pictures because everything else was garbage. And you realize that was, you know, 40 years ago. So I don't know. I, I've never understood that. But it's just interesting yeah. that he has remained true to this formula and it works. Um, it's crazy that he can dig deep and, and find all of this to talk about. Uh, but I will say in his voice, I love his chorus work more than I love his verse work. Um, I think he just, the way his voice rides um, over the melody when he does the chorus is about perfection. It sounds Mm -hmm. so good. I don't love his verse work quite as much. I think that's kind of intentional to, so that way you're really getting the payout with the chorus. Um, Monday and I Mm -hmm. went and saw them live right before I left for college. It was like a $4 show around the 4th of July or something like that. Yep. And, you know, the the crowd was definitely all about the choruses. You know, they, they were really engaged a lot more during that time. And, you know, there was certainly some really good pump of energy with every tune that way. Mm-hmm. And that was the first and only show I got punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I forgot about that. Yep. Um, I remember at that show, I remember uh, Christopher, like, stopped the show completely because somebody threw a bottle or something at him. And he stopped the show and like basically had a conversation with that dude. And the yep. guy was drunk. And he was like, I love you, man. He's like, if you love me, why are you throwing shit at me? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> why do you hate me? Yeah. And he was going to have him kick. He was going to have him kick him out. But then he like started talking to the dude from the stage mm. and like they made up and then he finished the show. <laughs> yep. So good. 
Yeah. Um, and then uh, I just want to say the the punch wasn't anything instigated. It was just a dude got into the tune and jumped and went wham <laughs> side of my face. I was no. like, what the hell? You should have made up a better story. No, because <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Lacey and I actually saw them again a few years ago with our friend Jeff. And uh, it was right after they got back together and started doing stuff. I don't think they had not recorded any music yet. They were just kind of uh, Christopher and uh, Walter Flackus and... Uh, mm-hmm. I think there was one other dude with him that might or might have just been the two. I think it's just the two of them. And the other three guys are newer members. But uh, those two guys got back together and just decided to tour. And they came to Indy. I'm like, well, I'm going to that. So, and it, man, it was awesome. Poor turnout. It was not a big crowd, which sucked for them. But it was yeah. real fun. <laughs> they still delivered like there was 50 people at least, right? Yeah, and we met them, and they were very cool, very nice. So good deal. That's always the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so just finishing up, like the music part of it, Ghost was super strong, and then another one that was a similar vein is Crawl, and that might be the most melodramatic song on the record, but it certainly works. That <laughs> very good. Yeah, Crawl is another one that was on the mm-hmm. EP from a couple of years ago. And I, I I love the version that's on the EP because it's got this really weird messed up horn mm-hmm. in it. It's like a trumpet, like a warped kind of trumpet that, man, it adds a really, really cool element but it doesn't to work that on one. But I mean, this, this version is still gorgeous, but I like the other one better. And the original was all acoustic. Yes. So, um, but yeah, cool song. So the horn um, works any, here. Uh, I don't know if you heard me. The horn works here for you, but it didn't work in Radiohead for you. No. Okay. Oh, I see how it is. He's just a hater. Horn horns do not equal awesome. Like the they they have to do something with it. Gotcha. That I like. So you, you don't Radiohead the horniness. I see what you're saying. I got a question exactly. for you guys. Exactly. Huh, go ahead. So Radiohead, for all we dislike or like. They are truly about art. I mean, they do their own thing. They are their own weird entity out there. Do you think they absolutely hate the fact that like American Idol and The Voice and all these places have just sort of commandeered creep and everybody wants to do their own version of creep now? Do you think that bothers them? Oh, I'm sure. Probably, yes. But, I mean, whoever wrote that song has to sign off on it, right? Do they have to let them on those shows do that? I, I don't know. I think I'm pretty well, definitely to do it on those shows because that's getting broadcast out everywhere. They have to get permission from whoever owns the publishing. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in, in. Yeah, I don't know. In that case, whoever owns the publishing is the songwriter. That's not always the case. So I don't know. But. Yeah. And back then when they started, that was their first record. So it might have been the record company who owns the rights to that, who. Yeah, I don't you know. You know, was seeing the money. So I don't know. Interesting to know. But I just can't imagine that Tom York loves the fact that oh. these teeny boppers are singing creep. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I digress. Butchering. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's sum this one up. I'll start and then we'll finish with Monday here. So, oh, one thing we didn't do. Album closer, the end. Very strange mm-hmm. Ending song. What'd you guys think? 
I think it's kind of perfect because it's, I mean, it, it's kind of one of those that's a, a bit of a cool down, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's, it's much slower, really dark and moody, and it, it never picks up. It just kind of keeps that pace to finish it out. I, I think it's really good, really yeah, solid. I agree. You know, it's much like when we went and saw Nine Inch Nails a handful of times back in the day. A really intense show and then when he closed with hurt he'd let the tone mm-hmm. just drone on for on and on kind of like a yep. cool down mm-hmm. kind of a similar and, vibe here for me in, in that regard because this album does have some good intensity and it's a very mm-hmm. fun and enjoyable ride and it kind of helps cleanse the palate for whatever else you want to listen to after this yeah i don't know if musically it felt like the best closer for me but lyrically um when he says but the only thing love's ever made me feel is worthless kind of summarizes the entire record so and in that way i think it does kind of close out thematically the record so sure i'm gonna give it a thumbs up on the ending (laughs) agree so jpp how would you score this record i'm gonna give it a four out of five we'll listen again probably will jam on it while i'm working tomorrow really oh yeah oh yeah i'm going to give it a three out of five and uh, musically, I think I would have been closer to a four, but I just think that the 10 songs in a row, all about the exact same thing, was a little bit much. I wish there would have been a little more diversity, but I don't know. It is what it is, I suppose. Um, as far as listenable, absolutely listenable on every song. I just wish thematically it was a little different. So I'm going with the three. Will I listen again? Probably to about three songs, and those would probably be Control Z, Push, Ghost, maybe, maybe Crawl. So maybe four. Cool. There you have it. Monday. Um, I give it a four out of five. Like I said, I, I mean, this is this hits the sweet spot for me. I'm a huge Stabbing Westward fan. Um, easy mark for their stuff. Anytime they have anything new, I'm gonna be all over it. And uh, the theme, uh, you know, it, that it doesn't bother me. It's like that's at, at that time when they first came out. The, I mean, that's where my head was at, you know, like <laughs> moody teenage boy. And it just hit that sweet spot for me. And it still does like it would like hearing new stabbing westward is like put, you know, getting under a heated blanket in the middle of <laughs> Like it's just it's comforting. Like yeah. it feels good. I love it. So it's like a comfortable sweater. Yeah. <laughs> so four out of five for me, and I, I'll definitely be listening to this a lot more. Yes, and we definitely need to speak more at some point about that cover. That thing is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. Yeah, so pretty. Need to look. I may look up and find out who the designer is and put it in. Uh, I'm going to do an article tomorrow. And I'll lay out all of our songs from the Justice League. And I may throw that in there as well because um, there was a time, and hopefully that's coming back, when album covers were a big deal back in vinyl days. It was huge. Like what was going to be on the cover. And they had real people designing them and everything. That was exciting. So this would have yeah. fit in beautifully with that that group. So, All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Next week, we are doing Metalheads Challenge. Pick three industrial songs that don't, don't have Nine Inch Nails Ministry or Stabbing Westward. And we are doing something different next week, Monday. What are we doing? 
Sandman. Uh, sorry, I'm getting lag. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we are diving into uh, reading Neil Gaiman's classic comic book Sandman. I think we're gonna try to do an issue a week. It's gonna take us a while, but it is a finite series, so there's only there's 75 issues. If we do one a week, that's gonna cover us for a while. So, but it's a fun ride. Yep, I can't wait. This is gonna be exciting to do this. And that leads up to the uh, series breaks on Netflix on, I believe, June 3rd, unless something changes. So by that point, we should have enough under our belts to get through a season, I would imagine, um, unless they kind of mix timelines around and do something yeah. different, and which is fine. But um, I think it'll be fun. And then we can talk about the show as we are doing the comic. We are attempting to <clears throat> secure a guest for next week. So we'll see. I'm, I'm awaiting... <laughs> awaiting the acceptance of an invitation. So should be fun. JPP, if people here want to find you, where can they do it? Oh, there we go. Mute. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm working on the pre-roll here for the outro. Um, and you can find me as it says there, if you can read that, it says you can find JPP at the Phoenix supernova on Instagram. Also, you can find me under just plain Paul, all lowercase one word on Instagram and at JustPlainPaul.com. Boom. Metalhead Monday. I see you right there, but where else can we find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Metalhead Monday. Like it says right down there. Exciting. <laughs> and you can find me at Foggy's Pal on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering on YouTube. Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and SoundCloud. And actually, you can find us on Twitter, this show, every Sunday night at 7. You can find album, movie, TV, and comics reviews at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. Check in tomorrow, and you can find our Justice League list, plus the song pairings we've chosen. And I think that's about it. Anything else, gentlemen? I got nothing. Nope. Nothing. All right. We will see you next week for... Episode 108, the first episode we handle the Sandman, and we're going to do some music, too. See you then. Bye now.